Alphas, Ariana, and I'm going to be reading Luke 14, verses 7 through 14. So he told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you, and him come and say to you, Give place to this man, and then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, Friend, go up higher, then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. When well, he also said to him who invited him, When you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor any rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight as we continue our Live Like Jesus series. So tonight, we're going to be talking about what it means to be humble like Jesus. And so that teaching that Ariana just read us, um, it talks about in Jesus's teaching, being the person that is willing to take the lower seat and being willing instead of to exalt ourselves, to be humble and trust that others will see and exalt us or that God will see and exalt us. And I think that goes against the grain of the world and what we're used to and the way we're used to living. And honestly, I can remember back to when I was a brand new Christian and I started to read the Bible and I came to that passage, it shocked me. And if I'm really honest, when I really started to think about it, I thought, Jesus, this isn't such good advice because if I take the lowest seat, like what if the person doesn't see and what if somebody doesn't encourage me and doesn't um, raise me up and, and help me to get a better seat? Like what if I just stay in the bad seat? Um, but I think that dying to that worry and dying to that feeling of I need to have the best and I need to be exalted and I need to be important. I think there's like a root of pride in each of us that Jesus in his teaching is calling us to die to, and he's calling us to humility. And I think that's really interesting because if we look at the teachings of Jesus over and over, he calls us to be humble. Over and over, he calls us to be the least instead of the greatest, to be the servant instead of the one that's served, to invite those that are maybe not the most popular and not the most attractive people of society, and to be in company with them and encourage them and love them with the love of God. And over and over, this is what Jesus is teaching us. And so I think that's really interesting. And I think as we look at scripture tonight, we're going to understand how Jesus was humble and how he calls us to be humble. So Andrew Murray, who is somebody I love to read, he wrote a book called Humility, simple enough title, right? And in that book, he says this, he says, humility is the place of entire dependence on God. It is from the very nature of things, the first duty and the highest virtue of the creature, the root of every virtue. And so pride or the loss of humility is the root of every sin and evil. And so when we're looking at that, what it means is like our highest virtue, the best that we can be is 
when we're humble. The most godly we can be is when we're humble. And the opposite of that is pride, like, right? The opposite of humility is pride. And when we are proud, we're completely outside of humility. We're putting ourselves first and we're trying to be the best. And I think Jesus wants us so much to be humble because if we really start to look at Jesus, we really start to read the gospels and see who he was, we'll really discover that there's probably one word that could describe Jesus above all of the others in how he lived on this earth and how he walked among us. And it's that he was humble. Jesus was humble. And so we're going to look at what Philippians says about that. Hey, Kai Alpha, it's Chris. And I'm going to be reading Philippians 2, verse 1 through 11. It says, So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Right. So that passage in Philippians, it talks about how Jesus humbled himself. And if we think about it and we look back at that passage, it tells us Jesus was humble and that he left heaven. Like he's the God of creation. He is part of the Godhead. And instead of staying in heaven, he left heaven and came to earth to be among humanity, to live and dwell among us. That's humble, right? Like if if you were God, would you want to leave and and come and live among people, but he was humble in that. He was humble in how he was born, right? Jesus, he did, wasn't born into a palace. He wasn't born into like some some riches and, and lavish luxury. Instead, Jesus, he was born in a stable and he was laid in an animal's feeding trough at his birth. And that was what they put him in because they didn't even have a crib to put him in. Um, and then Jesus, he lived a humble life. He was the son of a carpenter. Again, not the son of a king, not this prince, not the son of somebody that was super wealthy, but the son of a carpenter. It was just a fairly simple, normal, humble life. And ultimately, Jesus was humble in how he died, that he went to the cross and he died a criminal's death when he had done nothing wrong. He had lived sinless. He had worked miracles. He had loved those around him and done all kinds of things, all kinds of healing and serving of humankind. Yet he died a, a criminal's death on the cross. And he did that for you and for me. In our place, he took upon him the punishment that we deserve. And that's that's ultimately humble. And And, you know, we know that he rose from the dead and eventually he ascended. But we even see that after Jesus rose from the dead, he's humble. Um, and that before the ascension in the book of John, it tells us he appeared to the disciples on the shore at the Sea of Galilee. And do you know what he was doing? He was making them breakfast. He was cooking breakfast and he said, come, come eat with me. And he invited them to come eat. And so Jesus, even after he conquered death in the grave, decided that he would show up to his friends and he would serve them by making them breakfast, which is just incredible to me. So to be like Jesus, which is what we're talking about this semester, we must be humble. And Andrew Murray says this, he says, the truth is this, pride must die in you, 
or nothing of heaven can live in you. Because like we already talked about, pride and humility, they are opposites of each other, right? We can't be humble and be proud at the same time. And the way of Jesus is through humility. And if we're living in sin in the way of sin, that's going to be pride. And so if you look at the book of Romans, it talks about um, how there's a first and a second Adam. And what that's talking about is, is naturally we are sinful human beings. We all come from the first Adam, which is Adam in the book of Genesis, you know, and, um, and he sinned. And that sin that, that Adam did and Adam, even when they took the fruit, they wanted to be like, God, it came from a root of pride. And I really think that each and every one of us, we have that pride living in us, that we want to be something great. We want to be on the same level as everybody else, the same level as God. And, and when we get in that mindset, that's pride. And really every sin that we ever commit comes out of that. Romans 5, 12 says this, it says this, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, death through sin, in the way of death came to all people because he sinned. So because Adam sinned, sin entered the human race and everybody that has come after him has also been a sinner, has also been caught up in this, this pride problem, this problem of wanting to be somebody, of wanting to be important. But in Jesus, who's the second Adam, we are able to receive new life. We receive a new nature and Christ helps us to master our pride and become humble before God once again, just as it was intended originally. And um, in Romans 5, 8, it says this, God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So Jesus is the one person who ever lived a sinless life, the one, one person who didn't deserve the penalty of death for sin. Yet he came and he lived among us and he died that we might be set free and that we might have eternal life through him and through what he did for us. That is the picture of humility, what Jesus did for us, that he laid aside what was best for him and his own interest, and he came to seek and save the lost, which is us. And the Bible puts it this way. It says, greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friend. And that's what Jesus did for us, and that's what Jesus calls us to do. And you know, when we talk about humility, one of the best pictures we have of that in the Bible is of when Jesus went and he washed his disciples' feet. And Derek talked to you guys about that a few weeks ago, and we even had the opportunity to have a foot washing. But I want to go back and I want to think about that for just a minute. Because why feet, right? Why feet? Well, like Derek told you guys, these guys, they walked everywhere. They have walked miles and miles and miles in, in sandals and if you just think about it, like think about going hiking and hiking up a mountain in your tacos on a muddy day, like at the end of that day, your feet are going to be gross. They're going to be stinky and smelly and gross. And so Jesus, when he washes um, these feet, he's taking a low place. He's really making himself less and he's serving them in, in the, like the most menial way that he can think to serve them. And the point is this, that they would understand that like he's to be among them as one that serves and he wants them to be the same way. And, and really, I think when he calls us to wash other people's feet and what he's saying in that is that he wants us to do things that lower ourselves because in doing that, pride dies in us. 
So I've been thinking about this a lot in the season because in the season I've been able to be with my parents a lot while my mom is struggling with cancer and I've been doing a lot of caregiving and helping her. And there's moments that I guess even I wash her feet, right? And I don't think that it it impacts me in the way that I thought it would. Like I was like, oh, I get to be humble. I get to help. I get to serve. But what I've realized as I'm humbled and I'm in this position where I need to serve is you guys, I don't like it. Like I don't like to serve. I don't like to day in and day out be the person on call who's needed. And as I serve and as I'm doing it over and over and over again, maybe not just like washing feet in a service, but all day long caring for someone, there, there's part of me that starts to rise up and I realize I'm not humble. I am selfish. I want things my way. I don't want to have to just, when somebody needs me, just hop when they call. I want to be able to have like free time and have a moment away to have a, just a phone conversation with a friend or a moment where I just eat dinner and it's not interrupted. And all of this starts to well up in me and I realize that I'm not humble. I realize that I'm not like Jesus. But as I go through this process of, of serving, it brings me to a place where I realize that, man, he really was humble and I'm really not. And it brings me to a place of crying out to him and saying, Jesus, help my heart. Make me willing to serve like you were willing to serve because I'm not. Like on the outside, it might look like I am, but on the inside, I'm, I'm struggling and I and I don't want to do this. And Lord, help me to be more like you. And I think that it's in that tension of those times when we intentionally serve, even when it's hard, even when we don't want to, even when we have to push through because we know I'm supposed to be serving, but maybe I don't feel like serving in this way or in, in this capacity, or I'm just tired and I don't want to do it anymore. I think when we hit that place and we're in that tension of, I'm trying to do it, but I don't want to. And we cry out to God and we say, Jesus, I need you. That's exactly the place he wants us to be. I think when he commands that we wash others' feet, he's wanting to bring us to that place where we realize, I don't like this, but I want to be more like you. And I want you to teach me to, to love like you love. And I want you to teach me to have a heart that genuinely wants to serve and doesn't just do it because I have to or because I'm supposed to. And so Jesus wants to use those processes of serving and of humbling ourselves and becoming least and use those to kind of like rid us of the pride that's in us and really sincerely teach us to cry out to him and to desire to be more like him. In Matthew 20, verse 26, he says this, whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must must be your slave. So how do we cultivate this servant-heartedness, this humility in our own lives? Well, the first way we humble ourselves is we admit that we need Jesus, right? If if you've ever taken time and you've said, Jesus, you know, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize I've done wrong and I cannot save myself. I need you to be my Lord and Savior. If you've ever done that, you've already begun the process of humility because in admitting we need God and we need someone outside of ourselves to come and to be our savior in admitting that like that's an act of humility right there and that's the beginning of the process and so if you've done that that's great if you haven't done that I encourage you to take some time tonight and do that and say Lord I need you I'm not good enough in myself but I see that you you came as a servant to all you came and you lived this 
this sinless life and you came and you died a death that you didn't deserve. Like we probably deserved it, right? Because we're sinners, but you didn't deserve it. But you did that all for me that I could be set free and I can make you my Lord and Savior. And so if you've not done that, I encourage you to do that. And it's hard. It's hard to admit that like, I need someone. I can't save myself. No matter how good I am on my best day, I'm going to fall short, but Jesus won't. And, and it's hard for us to admit that. But when we do, we begin that process of humility because we begin to say, you know, like, I'm not that good. I need somebody else. I need somebody to help me to get to God. And I need somebody to help me to be more like Christ because I'm never going to do it on my own. So we begin the process by admitting that we need Jesus. And the second way we cultivate Christ-like humility in our lives is to serve. It's to go out and to serve and to find ways to serve others and love them and care for them in a way that we don't get anything from it, but we're only giving and we're only serving. And so we go and we serve, not so we can share a picture of it on Instagram, right? And be like, look at me, cool. I'm, I'm like planting um, trees or I'm feeding the homeless. Not so we can say that we did it and look great, but we go to serve just for the sake of serving and loving somebody who doesn't deserve it at all because we've got undeserved love from Christ. And we do it, um, and as we do it, we die to ourselves. And that little bit of pride in us that lingers, it, it dies. And when that dies, we are able to become more humble and become more like Christ. And so my challenge to you is this. I dare you this week to go and, and get with the Lord and think of a way that you can serve someone and to go serve someone in secret and don't even ever tell another living soul besides Jesus that you did it. But find a way that you can serve somebody just to serve them, just to bless them, and, and nobody else ever even has to hear about it. Um, and I think when we do things in that way, that we're doing it not to be seen, but we're doing it just to, to love and encourage and build up somebody else or, or to help somebody else, I think that's really when the Lord starts to work in us and to move in our hearts. And so I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to pray for us. And I'm going to pray that the Lord would help us to be humble. Lord, I thank you for Kaiafa. God, I thank you for the students that we have. And Lord, so many that have a sincere desire, Lord, to know you, to seek you. Um, but God, I pray that you would help us to become humble. Lord, I pray if there's any that are, are here and they're watching and they say, you know, I don't, I don't know Jesus. I haven't admitted my need for him. God, that they would do that tonight. God, that they would get alone with you after this and admit, I have need of a savior and Jesus, I cannot save myself and I need you to be my Lord and savior. And Lord, for those who have already made that decision in their life, Lord, I pray that Lord, you would begin from there to work in us the process of humility, of making us more like Christ. Lord, that we would begin to see the places that we are proud and God, that we would begin to lay those aside and God, that you would work in us as we serve. And Lord, we trust you for that. God, would you work in our lives in Jesus name. And so I encourage you as we close our time together, either when this ends or later tonight, 
um, to take some time and get by yourself and pray and ask the Lord, where's one place that he would like to humble you? And if there's any lingering pride that he would like to work on in your life. And, you know, as you're spending that time with the Lord, just take a moment and pray and say, Jesus, what is one place that you would have me serve this week? And I challenge you to go out there and to do it and be humble like Jesus.